What's up, everybody? It is Friday, October 8th. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat is in San Jose for Friday night SmackDown tonight at 8 p.m. on Fox. AJ Hawks in studio today. We got Coach JB, Dawson Knox, and Aaron Jones, plus Pat and AJ make their picks for every single game in the Week 5 NFL slate. It's a good show. Feel good Friday. Let's get into it. We had a great night last night, guys. A lot of, a lot of good football being played. Not as much in the first half of the mm-hmm. Rams-Seahawks game. We saw a punter make maybe the most athletic play we've ever seen a punter make in the history of the NFL. I'm not sure how Pat feels about that, but how Michael Dixon popped his ball up to himself running full speed and then punted again, and now we have a bunch of people that don't know the rules. It seems yeah. like a football, right? Yeah, even the rest. So, you know, I want to bring in our, our guy, our guy, Pat McAfee. He's out in San Jose. He's got SmackDown tonight. We know he's, he's doing all right. It's, it's a, a morning game for him, right? Three hours behind us? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Where he is. So, if we can dial him up, could we, uh, Evie and Z, where is old <laughs> Pat McAfee? And what's he doing? What's yeah. up, Pat? How you doing, bud? AJ, how you doing? You look fantastic. Ryder Cup champion, Team America. Let's go, bro. Yeah, I know. I figured I'd, I'd wear this thing a little more comfortable than my uh, my suit and tie type of thing. And I just wanted to, to, to represent. I don't want people to forget about what the U.S. did against the, the European team a couple of weeks ago at Whistling Straits. That was a massacre, wasn't it? Hell yeah. Well, the celebrities lost. The American celebrities, the team you were on, lost. But yeah. that set the tone for the Ryder Cup American team to win, I think. And, and I just want to get right into it. The greatest play in football history happened last night. Not just for the brand, by the way, not just for the brand. And Now, granted, the team did go on to lose, so it doesn't really matter in the end. You know, like I had a completion in a game that we lost by 50. Can't talk about it. You know, kicked off a Super Bowl, we lost, can't fucking talk about it. There are some situations that hopefully have happened in everybody's career that happen in losing efforts that you can't talk about. And I hope that Michael Dixon gets a chance to fucking celebrate in victory lap what he did last night. Not only was it Chase Young-esque as he reaches down with one Aussie hand in an Aussie rules football style, bats that thing up to himself as it's spinning on its head after he heard a thump thump, which is the worst sound in the history of punting. That means your shit just got rocked. Son, now somebody came scot-free right up the gut and he had nothing he could do about it, but then he jukes, he jives, he runs, he's tatted, he's sleeved up, and he makes the ultimate decision of punting the ball 68 yards down the field while he is also, in quick little side note here, the man with the hoodie, the hat, the belt strap right there to the right of Michael Dixon, not the short little guy who looks to be a strength coach for sure how yoked up he is. I'm talking about that guy right there with the L. And the thing on his chest, the coach, that's special teams coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, Joe D. Camillus. Used to be with the Cowboys. He's the one who told me they were going to draft me to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Actually, a good guy. Kind of fucked me over draft day. Incredible football mind. But he's probably losing his fucking gourd because he kicked this thing two yards down the field. So not only was it incredibly athletic, it was also an outlaw play. Clearly mm. broke some rules, but who gives a fuck? We made some magic, and that's what the brand's all about. I'm incredibly thankful for Michael Dixon, AJ. Okay, so you said he kind of broke some rules. What? What would, like, what would most punters have done there? Just kept running the ball? Like, I feel like punters want to get the ball out of their hands. They want to get rid of it. They don't want to get killed. Okay, so I had a situation like this. It wasn't blocked. I actually dropped the snap. Now, these hands are, you know, diamonds. All right? Let's not get crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that was literally yeah, the only no, drop no I've ever had. No there. We know that. But, 
What's that? We had no calluses, very soft, we know. So, yeah, you don't want that hard leather ball to, to smack those hands. Because this thing right here is sandpaper, bro. <laughs> from, right, we don't know don't from what. We don't know what it's from. But, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. Well, that's my left hand. <laughs> I mean, that was from wow. hand cleaning there. Uh, but, yeah, I think the goal was always to potentially get another punt off. Now, I was not confused about him being able to punt it again after getting blocked because I think we had gone over that situation with Tom McMahon whenever I was with the Indianapolis Colts. There's some of these situations that just come up out of nowhere, and you got to hope that you remember them. Fire, fire situations. What's the rules? I always had an idea that I was going to drop kick that thing, by the way, because mm. the tight end never gets out. You can actually drop kick that. So – it wasn't really about, you know, him not knowing the rules. I think it was about him just making a play, letting reactions take over. Nobody so knew the rules, though, Pat. Nobody knew the rules. Even Pereira, who they brought in as the rules official, he still has been put out these tweets that I'm still confused from what he is saying. But what? I know your, your old coach, Mitt's dad, has kind of cleared this up for us. Like, what do you think about it? Yeah, and literally the first person – I thought of to text was Tom McMahon because all he does is like smoke meth and read through the rule books and he can get every advantage in his special teams, you know, like that's, he just never sleeps. He's like always in there. So he was the right person. What Pereira said last night, obviously he, he didn't know that you could kick it twice behind the line of scrimmage, but what he missed was exactly what he's saying here in the first tweet, which is lots to clarify on two, uh, two kicks during a play. The new rule clarification states you cannot punt the ball twice from behind the line if the ball has been beyond the line. I misread that. A ball is to be considered illegally kicked if the kicker's entire body and the ball are beyond the line when the ball is kicked. So he literally just said it's an illegal kick, but then he says linemen are not restricted from going downfield after the first kick. So that rule, which is I thought potentially broke last night, Nobody other than the outside two gunners, or if it's not a gunner, maybe the two outside ends of the line of scrimmage, whoever the players are, those are the only two that are allowed to leave the line of scrimmage before a ball is kicked. That's the difference between college and the NFL, by the way. In college, you see a lot of punters like roll to their right, and everybody's down the field. You get the ball on the ground, and then the returner can't get it because the field they're already down the field. In the NFL, only two people are allowed to leave the line of scrimmage before the ball is kicked. That's why the hang time punt is much more important because you only have two as opposed to seven people going down. Now, whenever I dropped that snap in Houston, I ran to my right. I was planning on taking that thing to the fucking crib. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to take yeah. this to the fucking crib. Is what I thought as I was running on an NFL field with I don't know what 21 people faster and more athletic than me. I'd say maybe 19, depending snapper? upon a snapper. Yeah, you're right. I'm more athletic than Overton for sure. I mean, that is not even a, a question there. No, sh- that, that's Overton knows it too. But anyway, <laughs> I. I was going to go to the house, and then I realized, like, okay, a six foot five linebacker is somehow faster than me. You know, he's stronger, faster, can jump higher, and he's scary. So I obviously juked him, okay, and then I punted the ball off. Okay. Now, too many linemen are down, uh, down the field, though, had to come back, almost got my leg broke on that one. Uh, but I, it was nice to clarify that if it's a second kick, it doesn't matter how far down the field is, uh, it just you have to be behind the line of scrimmage, which Dixon clearly wasn't. Who cares? Yeah. Still an absolute stud. But why wouldn't you now? This makes me think. If I get my PP, you know, my big old PP up there. Mm-hmm. Personal okay. protector, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody knows that, Pat. No, I agree. But, yeah, my PP. If I get him and they're in like a six box, okay? You mean he can you explain like that six, quick? Six, what's that? Can you explain that quick? Like all these, you know, a lot of people don't know exactly what you're saying. 
Okay, six bucks means both gunners are doubled, which means probably hold up, which means they're probably going for a return. So you look out at the gunners, you see two on each of them. You go, okay, this is probably a six box. This is when I would creep up a yard in the back. So I would steal a yard off the back. Normally you line up at like 14 and a half. When I see that, I go to 13 and a half, maybe even 12, depending upon who we're playing against. So I'm stealing three yards. Hey, does off your the snapper back. know? Do you have to signal your snapper? Do you have to tell him so it's not high? Like, how's that work? No, 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 no. He's Pretty good. Juice. He's good. Enough. Okay. Bring it, just bring it high, bring it low. Just that one time in Houston, I fucking dropped it. I don't know. That, that, is a, that is a problem. But I would do that. And if you saw that there was a six-man box, though, have your PP back up. Let me go ahead and kick that thing right off his back, right back to myself. And then I can just, you know what I mean? Everybody can just run down the field and we can do that college punt. I, I mean, that might not be consistent. Somebody will have to work on it, but... Uh, last night was electrifying. Michael Dixon stole the show. Our fucking same game parlay didn't hit AJ because a man who hasn't missed a game in fucking 10 years, 159 or 149 straight snaps, all of a sudden fucking hurts his goddamn middle finger. Terribly painful, I would assume. Yeah. And also, that's the finger that lasts on the ball the longest when you're trying to throw it, so it's a pretty big deal. Uh, but our same game parlay might be potentially completely fucked after Russ's finger started looking like yours, AJ. Well, yeah, a lot of finger talk last night in this game. I know you guys were aware of it. Matthew Stafford has his index finger is kind of messed up, right? He has a tape job on that. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's finger is dangling. It's hanging. I hear there's a surgery where they can put a pin in there. I don't know how long he may miss. Who knows? We'll see. Hey, Pete Carroll says Russell is a great healer. That's right. Now, he is. Connor, do, do you guys know what that means exactly? How does that work? Do, do we have something water. to reference? Can we reference this? Did he do this earlier in his career? Well, I mean, he spends a million dollars on his body per year, not just all time. So, I mean, when he says he's a great healer, he means, hey, Russell's going to do everything he can to be on the field next Sunday, and he will. He also drinks healing water. That's he had right. a concussion right. one time, and he drank the concussion water. Oh, it was fine the next day. Fountain of youth. Where do yeah. you find that? Where do you well, find I don't know if you. I don't know if you can. It's very high pH level. Yeah. A lot of bubbles in there, and it, but it does. It get, it got rid of his con- concussion in like four days. Well, so I, I decided, Pat, to when I, I open up uh, you know Twitter or something, check it out. A lot of finger talk being directed my way because of people think my hands or fingers may be messed up. I think they, they are. look beautiful compared to a lot They're, of NFL players. Disgusting and. It seems very timely with the whole Urban Meyer situation, too, oh, that you have documented whoa, well whoa, in whoa. here. We're just talking about a, a coach and how a team is going to try to respond <laughs> and come back from you know, something that uh, may be a bit distracting off the field. I don't know. We'll see how they do against Mike Vrabel and the Titans this week. What's up, lady? Won't give me a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, dude. How, what if they win? What if? I mean, he's going to have to, right? Like, he, winning cures all. I don't know if it cures this, but winning definitely helps uh, a lot. But going back to the Seahawks, what are they going to do? Geno Smith came in and looked good. First Ball, of all, right? I heard someone say, oh, he threw a, a terrible pick to end it. No, Lockett fell down. Yeah. He tri- did he yeah. trip on his own he feet? His nah, people, hey, people are saying that was defensive uh, pass interference or holding or something like that. Actually, there seems to be a little bit of a controversy on that particular play on Tyler Lockett, allegedly. Now, Geno Smith. Nine-year vet. Let's remember this. Out of West Virginia. He's been there, done that, and how his career started was not like a a launching point. It was not like a great start to his career. There's some embarrassing moments. Yeah. He's gone out there behind Russell Wilson and become incredible at the coin toss when they need him. Mm-hmm. He'll yep. come out and say hails, you know what I mean, or tets. <laughs> he'll, uh, he will come out and do that. He will win that thing. And just the, the composure, the confidence, the delivery – it was awesome to kind of get a, a chance to see a guy who's kind of been disappeared for like five, six years almost from the spotlight, getting a chance to show up and show out. And he did that. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson was keeping his helmet on just in case. But I think deep down inside, he knew Geno was going to play well. I think he knew Geno was going to play well. Now people are talking about 
Russ not playing for a bit, them stinking, especially in the NFC West. You just lost at home. Why are you going to stink when Geno played like he did, though? Geno, I, I thought Geno came in and, and looked great. He seemed yeah. under control. He had everything going the right. Like, I, I like what Geno could do. Diggs, what did you have? I was to uh, Geno Smith played great. To Pat's point on what the internet was saying, I thought personally, like when I saw it, Lockett did get touched a little bit. I don't know if it was enough for a flag, but when he did get touched, he tried selling it and went down. Jesus Christ. AJ, come desk, on, desk already. Which caused the interception. It, it's not like a thing. Like this whole desk situation, like I, I try to not bring attention to it because I don't want to like just drive into the ground, but it is driving me crazy. Like, this is so stupid. Like you can't move up here. I'm just telling you. Started, I'm, the, I'm the most moving host it's gone in the from, history of hosts. Okay, well, it's gone from it's gone from being like, oh, this is fun, I'm annoyed, to like, I'm just pissed off. Like, this is stupid. Why do I come here with the, the, this desk? This is going to go. Like, some of this stuff is going to have to. What do you mean? AJ, get Why? it together. What are you dude. talking about? Oh, you, Those are all I walked gifts. in what before you think, we Jesus came Christ on. Christ on there? <laughs> huh, interesting. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, Carson, I need to get some of Carson's pregame oh, music. I saw God. him talking True. about what he listens to pregame. So, yes, of course, Jesus is my guy. But That this can't is just, be uh, real. What do you mean? A lot of guys listen to music like that before yeah. games, like inspirational, lift me up. We, they don't have to be like you and listen to Pantera and bang our heads off the wall. I do not. That's not what I listen to. <laughs> I just would like to let everybody know that I do not listen to Pantera. Okay, I'm just – but uh, according to Wish TV, Wednesdays, Anthony Calhoun gets a chance to chat with Carson Wentz. AC, Anthony Calhoun, legend around Indiana. He asked Carson Wentz what his go-to music is before the games. Listen to a lot of worship music on game day, pretty much from the moment I wake up. Um, the worship Come music's on. on, whether I'm listening to a sermon or a message or something, um, but I'm listening to worship music. It really just helps my mind kind of remember it's just a game. Don't make it too big. It's a, it's a game exactly. that God's really gifted me with and the ability to go play. So uh, worship music, plus it's usually on a Sunday, a day of worship. Anyway, so uh, definitely helps get my mind in the right in the right mindset. Okay, so you got to tell us the groups. Like, who are you listening to? A little bit of Hillsong, uh, Maverick guy. City, Bieber's Elevation, a um, bunch of other people. For me, really, it goes back to college. Um, cool. Just it's always kind of my my game day. I don't want to call it a ritual. I'm not superstitious about it, but it just helps me really get my mind in the in the right mindset. Well, he's saying Hail Marys because he's going out to fucking kill himself. <laughs> That's right. Every time he gets out there, but I, I you know. That, that's like fake, right? Why is, wait, fake. why is this not real, though? Why do you not think this is real? That just sounds like an answer he thought would be the right answer to give, you know, like to to his people. There's uh, no way. Okay, like. I mean, I believe him. Do you guys believe him? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even in the offseason sure. on Sundays. I don't believe him, Pat. <laughs> hundred percent. Okay, believe. and what do you think he's listening to, Diggs? Listen, I just like Pat said, like he gave a great reason. Like he's saying, "Hell Mary's go play like that." You don't listen to preacher music or whatever it's called. <laughs> And then go Worship. play football like that. I don't know. He though. is listening to Pantera. The way he plays football, there is no God in there. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this. He is a maniac out there, and maybe that is why he's getting like right with the Lord yeah. as he tries to throw himself into ten car crashes a, a game or whatever, drive almost at this point. But that's just – I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know why we got to this this early, AJ, okay? But I was hoping we didn't have to cover this because I saw that last night and I was like, there's no way this guy's telling the truth. Right well, now. a big reason we got to that early is because in about two and a half, three minutes, we have Coach JB coming on. I assume this yeah. is the same kind of stuff JB listened to before he coaches in games, didn't you? don't you? Yeah, I mean, 
these bitch made cats made talking to the Lord. <laughs> I love this guy. I can't wait to hear the conversation that you direct with him. I literally just had a Tesla drop me off some dope at the front door of this hotel. I'm feeling really good. Can't wait to watch and listen to you and Coach JB have a conversation. So you're out in San Jose. It's, it's very nice out there, right? Beautiful. It is cool. It's not hot, though. I mean, it's like 50 degrees. I thought we hmm. were supposed to come out here Whoa. to like super warm town. You know what I mean? That's not the case, but it is gorgeous. I might be in the richest part of America. There was 14 Lambos in front of the hotel I was staying at last Damn, night. 14 geez. of them. Parked on the street. What is that? Are all the wrestlers get Lambos for the week? No, no, no. I, I got my own hotel. I got my own hotel. Room. Oh, you don't, you don't want to stay with them? Well, I don't want to sleep in a double bed ever. <laughs> oh, they get smart. <laughs> they give you a roommate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's like I'm pretty low on the totem pole over there, so I'm, there's a lot of hotel rooms that have to be taken, and I'm just like, you know what, I'll just I'll buy a suite for myself in a place that has 14 Lambos in the front because that would probably be more comfortable, make me feel better. I have a balcony I can go smoke on, okay, shout out to California, wow. having the whole thing, but even in the richest places, fucking six pillows deep, cuz, this big brain stacked them flat like fucking oh, flat I couldn't sleep a lick out of this place, but it's really nice. Really nice, really nice. Yeah, it is nice. I, so going back to Seattle real quick before JB, I know their defense is what giving up a massive amount of yards. They're they're on pace to give up the most amount of yards ever for a defense. But what about their how many? What are they? Where are their rankings on their points allowed? Because that's all that matters. That's all I care about. Do you guys know? I'll uh, pull it up right now. So, okay, I know yardage is always something that they they use for like total defense. How many yards you give up? First off, every offense feel like gets tons of yards every game if you're not terrible. So giving up yards doesn't matter, but how do you bow up in the red zone? Do you get turnovers? How many points do you give up? That's all I care about. What, what they're are, giving up tw- – uh, they're 21st in the league in opponent points per game. Seattle? Yeah, not great. Not great. Not but great. you know what? It, I mean, the yardage thing is overblown. Like, I, I, I get it. You don't want a team to just go up and down the field on you, but still, like, who cares? All that matters is the points. I know Belichick's always been big on that too. Like, hey, how many points do we give up? We don't care about yardage. We don't care about whatever analytics you have. If we hold them to less points, we're going to win the game. Well, it's a game. Who yeah. can score the most points, right? I mean, what are we trying to do? I, I do think there are some stats, and we've gone in on the stats, I think, mm-hmm. more than most about how they can paint any picture you want them to paint or whatever. But the the points against being in 21st, they had two, what, big fourth down stops early in that game last night? Two mm-hmm. big time Yep, stops. Real, yeah. cagey, real cagey match yeah, in the, the first half. was saying McVay was the worst uh, coach of all time. I mean, Who said on. that? You, you know. know. You know who. Wait, uh, the internet? Or are, you, are you pointing to one person? A lot of analytics, guys. Oh, I think I may know who you're talking about. And speaking of analytics, <laughs> our first guest today, he is, he's a, I mean, this dude is an absolute dynamo. Just a, a coach who knows how to handle whatever player is going through, wherever they may be. Great recruiter. We know all that. So please put your hand together for Coach JB. Yeah! What up, man? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. We got you. JB, did you watch the game last night? Seahawks, Rams. What do you think of the whole punt situation that Pat called the, the greatest punt play in, in all of all of mankind, I guess, to ever happen? Like, what do you think of the game? What do you think of like uh, the Seahawks and Rams moving forward? Greatest man, play in football play history, not just dude. punt play. All right, I got to show you this. What in the fuck is this? Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, where is this coming from? This is a fucking youth being coached by some youth coaches. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. He's right. I mean, this should be illegal. Dude, this is why coaching is as fucking shitty as it is right now. That's why we have a targeting call called every fucking day. (laughs) 
Well, you know what, JB, so, JB, no, (laughs) see, this is the thing, like, okay, JB, this is a good question for you. People think, like, oh, we got to make these kids tougher. We got to toughen them up. Can you, you can't just all of a sudden beating the hell out of a kid and bullying them. It's not going to make them tougher on the football field. No, someone just tweeted that to me. They're like, that was a, that was a weed the week out. I said, no, it's not. There's control drills for that. They're called board drills. They're called fucking, there's, there's a angle tackle drills. There's different things you can control and find that out real easily. Like, it's funny, you guys are talking about the sermon music and all that. It's funny that everybody that listens to sermon music, why are they like the most overrated motherfuckers in the country? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who, who else Who else you got on that? How about Carr is the biggest walk by faith, not by sight guy. And he fucking is curling up back there like, holy shit. But anyway. Right, hold on. Hold, know, right. what, I, hold on, JP. Can I ask AJ, I didn't watch the show. Huh? Can I ask a couple questions real quick before we go there? I think, by the way, from somebody, from somebody that isn't in the football community, that got dropped in the football community in college, the toughening up and weeding out the, the week, I think from my observation, conditioning periods can do that too. Because I think you can learn a lot about somebody mentally. So I don't think you have to have somebody run into a double team and get decleated six straight times to make them tough. Like I, I don't think that's a good idea. Now... I do apologize for interrupting whatever you're about to say that was going to be amazing. I no need to bury Carson Wentz, though, okay? He's got the Lord with him, JB. Only <laughs> fucking God can favorite. judge him, not you and me. Jesus. I know. He's a fan favorite. Only God can judge. So uh, I can, too. AJ, to answer your question, man, I was in a big whiskey can. rebrand meeting, and I didn't get a chance to watch the fucking game. So I apologize. Uh, I didn't get to see the kick. I just saw Pat's retweets because it had something to do with a kick. You know, he's all over that shit. So I was trying to see what was going on. But I listened to his points about six man box and all that. It's similar to coaching AJ, as you know, you know, fuck you, you got, you got more than we can block in the box. It's similar. We're going to take advantage of it. Special teams the same way as a head coach. You got kind of got to know all those things, but we're not going to do that fucking double drill. You just saw. No, I mean, I don't know what that poor kid that keeps getting blasted is supposed to do. I would assume the only way out of there is to just start throwing punches at everybody. Find the coach, <laughs> chase the coach down, try to fight that dude just to get out of the drill. How else are you going to end it? I would it? just take the next guy's fucking knee out. I would just put yeah. my helmet right on his fucking crown of his, of his knee. Bow. In right. his fucking AJ, head. what did you say? AJ, what did you say whenever we were talking about um, either Oklahoma drills or bull in the ring? You said, I didn't like it, but... If survival is the only way to to win this thing, I have to kill everybody. Is what you said. I think that is your exact thought. I mean, not my exact thought, but yeah. I mean, hey, you got to survive. You're trying to survive however you can, man. That that poor kid getting double teamed by the whole team. Maybe you just start kicking him in the balls. That's the only, another great move that'll work too in a real street fight. I guess I don't know. Where do you, hey, go? you mentioned about uh, Russell Wilson healing and all that shit. That he's a great healer. Yeah. I think there is a truth to that. Uh, knowing Pete as well, I do. You know, there's there's bleeders and there's scabbers. Have you ever had your nose broken? How much do you bleed? I, I truly believe that there's bleeders out there that are weak as fuck. They bleed. And then there's guys that bleed for a second. You sob it up. It's done. And they start the scabbing process. I've always been a guy that doesn't bleed that much. I'm, I'm already over it. I'm ready to move on. AJ, I think you're the same way. I saw the whole face blood thing. I, I just don't know. I think there's bleeders and there's scabbers. When you're a bleeder, I think you're 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 gonna pretty much be out next week. You're, you're fucking. We already know you're soft as shit. You're already using that. <laughs> so what is Russell? Is Russell a bleeder or a scabber? I think he's a scabber, man, because he's never missed a game. So yeah. we can't really. You know what I'm saying? We. I only judge you by how you are with me. I mean, that motherfucker's never missed a game. 
But I do know quarterback play, like you, AJ, my fingers are fucked. Yeah. Uh, they've all been broken, <laughs> twisted every which way. I mean, look at these fat fucks. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if uh, you, it's hard to throw a football with a fucked up finger, especially your index finger, man, where you throw the spiral from. Yeah. I we, mean, it's, it's we got a lot of things going on with fingers all around the, the country right now that oh, people shit. are trying Booty to figure out. Fingers. No question. Oh. Pat, what do you got? Hey. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, AJ wants to get to Urban Meyer, and no. we have to because uh, you had a take on him last week about him chasing happiness, you know. Goes from hey, Bowling can I give you a quote? Florida. Will you tell me, AJ, uh, 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 Pat, can, you, can I quote something from Urban Meyer that's going to blow your mind? Sure. I mean, I didn't think we were going to get right into Urban Meyer, but, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it, yeah. If what you are doing isn't working, change it. Don't blame the E. Choose a better R. Don't hold on to what's holding you back. You got to be shitting me. That Gandhi? That's his quote. Gandhi. Well, you better stop changing fucking finger and booty holes, motherfucker. You gotta be kidding me. Uh, you can't. You can't tell. You, you can't make this shit up, man. Hey, by the way, I got breaking news, Pat. I spoke to Dan Orlovsky, oh, and man. as as <laughs> as as thoughts, I think that dude's a great human being. Like I said on your show. Yeah. And, um, that's it. It's in confidence. We won't go anywhere. I told him that. And, uh, you know, great conversation. And I told you, disagreements create great conversation. Hey, you're right. Mike McCarthy used to say, JB, conflict is good. He would always tell us that <laughs> conflict is good because he wants you, hey, don't sweep it under the rug. Let's get it out in the open. Let's talk about it. Why are no so doubt. many coaches so scared to do that, though? Man, that's a good question. That's, that's, that's true shit, man, because it, once you do that, you have about – you got 22 guys that are supposed to be headed in the same direction at the same time. Now they're headed in fucking every which direction because they don't understand where the head coach is coming from. And now there's a bunch of debate out there and second guessing instead of conviction. And this is the way we're going. This is the way we're doing it. Whether you're a democratic style leader or a dictatorship style leader, you know, I kind of think I know you're going to laugh, but I'm a more of a democratic style, even though. You see this dictator-looking motherfucker on TV that you don't really see the rest of the time. I actually take input from staff, players, those type of things because I want to make sure that I have the heartbeat of the team intact and I understand, okay, this is how this is what makes this go. I'm not going to sit there and say, nah, fuck that. We're going this way no matter what, and our team's not feeling it. Like Pat was talking to um, Coach the other day. He's like, hey, he could come in and talk to you. Like coaches say there's open-door policy, AJ, like you were saying – but that's not always true. Like these fuckers don't ever fucking even see you again once they recruit you and they walk right by you. And it's like, holy fuck. Now you wonder why we have so many kids entering the transfer portal. So many kids entering decommitment tweets on Twitter because the coach, you know, it's, 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 they're car salesmen at the end of the day. And there's only a handful of genuine ones that truly have the kids best interest at heart. Everything else. And I tell these kids every day. You guys are in a meat market, man. And it's a fucking you're the pieces of meat. And that's just unfortunate. That's the truth. And these kids got to do a better job on, you know, turning over rocks and figuring that out, finding out who they really are going to play for. And fascinating it, stuff there, because I don't think that's just in football, too. I think that's in life. Like, you have to understand who you're talking to or who you're trying to, you know, kind of do business with. I think that is a massive ordeal. But whenever you're given power, you know, power trips and whenever you are the gatekeeper, which a lot of these college coaches are potentially, 
you can kind of get maybe too arrogant or too egotistical, but hopefully everybody will be able to figure it out. No more shots at Urban Meyer from this, uh, especially in the butt, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, for this particular show. We're going to move on from that whole thing. Yes. Um, whenever you look at this weekend, are you going to pick every game again? Are you picking every college football game again like you did last week? I feel like that was a maybe some, a learning situation. Yeah, uh, you know, the week before I went 4-1, and one, last week I just shitted on you. I apologize, Pat, everybody over there. Anyone that listened to me, you should be castrated. I apologize. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to pick every team. I didn't know I fucking forget them on a time limit. I, I know you want games. I know, you, I know you're you. You're not want- on a time limit, JB. JB, you're not on a time limit. Picking every game, though, like me and AJ are going to do it for football in the NFL, but we're not saying people should bet on it. When you come out and say, hey, I got upset of the week, and then you, let, you list off 10 upsets that are potentially going to happen. People are going to be like, hey, your record fucking stinks, guy. Like, that, you're just kind of setting yourself up is what I'm saying. That, not to yeah. have a time limit. I'm just saying I'm a you're setting yourself up there. I'm a competitor, man. I'm going to have to start evaluating three or four real teams this year, and then I'm going to pick them, and I'm going to fucking get every one of them right, and I'm going to tell all of Twitter to fucking eat a dick up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch football like that no more. I got to really break it down. And if I did that, it's just hard, man. I want to know really, if there is there a college better handicapper out there that's really crushing it? Because I would really like to find out. I don't think there is. Because of the transfer portal, because of their 17 to 21-year-old kids who can't even clean their dorm room. A little less, we're going to debank on these motherfuckers on Saturdays and pick them? Nah, it's hard to pick college football teams. When you're dealing with, you know, adolescence, and uh, I don't know, man, it's hard to pick. JB, JB, I used to think this as well. I had, you know, obviously growing up in Pittsburgh, a lot of Italians, you know, and the Italians, it's kind of in their blood to fucking pick games and shit like that. So I would have friends that were like, hey, your West Virginia team's covering machines or whatever, which we were, I think, for like three years straight, Uh, maybe two years straight. I I forget what it was. We were on a run for people, that team that we had, because nobody knew we existed, and we beat the fucking brakes off everybody. But every time that I would have a conversation with my friends about it, I'm like, I don't even know where the fuck the ball is going. Like, you know, at that age, I had no clue if the ball was going. Like, I have no clue where it's going. I have no good if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. I don't know how you guys are predicting it, and that's why – you know, college is insane. And to be honest, all of gambling is fucking very difficult. Jim. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why they call it gambling, man. I mean, I found <laughs> that. That's gambling, baby. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what games do you want me to pick? I got a few in mind. What, there's a couple big ones, right? There's, what's uh, yeah. the big, big OU 10? Texas. OU Texas. My boy Sark. I, I, I. So Sark, every time Sark's taking a head coaching job, if you haven't followed his career, a uh, good friend of mine, when he took the UW job, he beat Pete Carroll at SC right when he left SC. Now, he didn't leave Oklahoma, obviously. He left Alabama, but I'm taking Sark to get it done, man. It's a minus three. Oklahoma's minus three. I'm taking Sark to get his statement victory at his new program this week. I just don't think Oklahoma's that great. I think Texas is in a building stage, but I think they're buying into Sark's culture. I think Texas is going to shock Oklahoma. It's only minus three, uh, but I think he's going to do what he did to get to Pete Carroll. And uh, what about Iowa Penn State? That's a big one here for Ty. Yeah. Oh, is it? Who? Which game? Iowa Penn State. We know Ty's a big Iowa fan. Yeah, I got. So this is some. <laughs> here, I give you some. I'm doing some more due diligence. You know, I don't want to come on here and be a fucking slapdick. No, so no, you're good. Hey, or or shitbird. Shitbird, yeah, shitbirds. The, you know, no coming back from that shit. Uh, <laughs> I was minus one and a half, but just so we know, Ty. James Franklin's beat him six out of seven. Um, just so we're clear, and Franklin seems to have 
Kirk's number, but but Uh-oh. it's being is having it, you know, in Iowa, those fucking pink locker rooms for the visitor. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Iowa winning two years in a row. They're only minus one and a half. I was minus one and a half, so it's a tough one. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take fucking Penn State to cover? Like, fuck. No, he might as well pick one. So, (laughs) I guess. Connor, what do you have? Uh, Yeah, Coach. uh, Justin Fields came out and he said, you know, he doesn't even know if he's going to be around in 10 to 15 years when they were asking him about being the franchise guy. And then you hear some players coming out for the Bengals saying how, you know, Burrow's the franchise guy. How do you know in a, in a you know, locker room or in a uh, building if you have a guy that you can lean on for, you know, multiple years? Is there something or, you know, a moment where you kind of something clicks and you know, like, okay, this dude is legit? Man, you could wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see what fills up first. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't believe you ever can bank on any of these cats. I don't trust not zero of them because you're a fucking shitty left tackle away from getting your shit blown out. Um, mm-hmm. But to answer your question more fairly, I believe there is a true it factor when you play the quarterback position. I believe when Justin Herbert walked into the locker room, you heard stories that, damn, this motherfucker has it. Uh, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, of course, Brady. They knew as a rookie that, damn, this motherfucker is different. If we can keep him healthy, I've heard the same thing about Burrow. Um, I've heard the same thing about a few others that they got the it factor, and I believe that the team knows that. But this is the part about it that you're asking. what, Who's going to be the team in 10 to 15 years? It ain't going to be any of these fuckers that are in the locker room right now. It's going to be a new rotational of group of guys every year when it's with free agency and everything that goes about the NFL. So it's the management franchise, the owner that's asking that question, not really the team, because that team's going to rotate, man. So, you know, as you know, running backs last a year or two, where you got ride outs that are going to go try to get the big money bag and, you got guys rotating through this league, and it's more of a managerial question, in my opinion, that if he has the it factor or not. You know, a lot of people thought fucking Ryan Leaf had it, too. Coach J.B. Diggs has something for you here. <laughs> J.B., Arkansas and Ole Miss play this weekend. <laughs> they both got dog-walked by Alabama and Georgia last weekend. What's it like? I mean, I know it rarely ever happened to you, but what's it like coming off a, a blow-off loss that your team played in? And then did you see Lane talking about getting his popcorn ready? Yeah, I – I had these two teams that both need huge bounce back games. I know it's tough when both teams I, I I'm gonna roll with Lane on a on a big in a big way this week. I think they win by a touchdown. But this is the thing. Why the reason why is I think Lane's uh, two years more established in there. I think Arkansas is rebuilding that thing still, even though they started off hot. I don't believe they played anyone. They they played a rebuilding Texas. They played an A and M team that. You know, Jimbo Fisher's making fucking a hundred million dollars for what reason? I have fucking no idea. Um, and and I think they don't they didn't really play anyone. Um, so I, I think Ole Miss is going to win just because their culture is a little more established. Um, and I saw the popcorn deal. You know, Lane's great on social media, man. I, I give him a lot of kudos because a lot of people will stay away from it. They won't they won't do it. It's unprofessional. It's un, you know it's too political. It's administration frowns on it. You're a public figure. I give him kudos. I give him credit to those for that for that fact, man. That he's on there fucking around playing with the fans. I is think that him? Is that huh? him or a team? Oh, that's him. Yeah, I bet it's him. Oh, he, 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 oh, he's a recruiter now. That motherfucker knows what he's doing. These these young kids now. But see, Nick's so established with his program and his staff. He doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to go on social media. It's, it's it is what it is, right? He flies a helicopter on your fucking high school campus, and you're like, oh fuck, this is Dick Saban on my campus. <laughs> so. 
he don't need to do the social media. Lane does it. And I give him credit, man. He's still got his finger on the heartbeat of these youngsters in social media world and stuff. So he's he's out there. And I, I love what he does, man. What what he did with fucking, uh, you know, what's his name? Michael fucking, uh, what's it, Maybomb or whatever? Um, what's Will his name? Bond. Will Bond's fucking slapstick guy. Like, who, did he fucking play O-line or something I don't know about? Did Michael Will Bond play somewhere? I don't Do know. you know what he said about me? What'd he say? No. Yeah, Mike Wilbon, the day I retired on Pardon the Interruption, you know, or uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Pardon the Interruption. He said that I basically, I, in in other words, the way I took it the day of, I don't know if he meant it that way, but basically tell me I have no friends. My friends should be holding my jersey on until I get, like, the train goes off the tracks, basically. And it was a bad decision, this whole thing. And then obviously where we are now, you know, just a couple years later, that turned out to be wrong. But I do appreciate his years of journalism. JB, I appreciate his years of journalism. He did not play anywhere. Just looked it up. He would have been a good three technique, though. Maybe. <laughs> Man, he couldn't play on the three technique. He has the worst body shape on national TV. Like, he has titties that are, like, he, 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 you know, when your chin touches your nipple, you got a fucking problem. <laughs> and there's a problem, and he's going to be on there talking about motherfuckers, and it's like, hold up, dude, you're talking about a dude that has been the Raiders head coach, SC's head coach, Tennessee's head coach, and he was the youngest cat at doing it. And I understand there is nepotism involved. You can't tell him. I wish we had a whole show on that. I would fucking I'd show that. But you can't say he's. it's not that because of who his daddy was that he didn't get certain jobs. I'm not going to sit here and say that's not true. That is true. But at the same time, um, you know, I believe that he has, you know, there's a reason he's doing it. Like he's a hell of an OC. He's a hell of a play caller. Now, can he prove to be a hell of a head coach? I think he's on the path of doing it. Um, but at the same time, he's got to have that statement win. Last year, he was real close to beating a great Alabama team. This year, you know, he didn't show up. Hey, Coach JB, we appreciate your time. We have one more from Ty here before we get to our first break. So what's up, Ty? Yeah, Coach JB, I know you're not a huge uh, Oklahoma guy. You think they're frauds. But do you think that Lincoln Riley is going to be the next guy who gets an NFL job? Or do you think that's kind of going to slow down a little bit with all the shit that's going on with Urban? Man, I, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, these guys aren't fucking NFL guys. They don't, they're not, they have no reason, no clue. They don't have an idea. If you heard Jimmy Johnson tell Urban Meyer when he took the job, like, listen, Urban's like, hey, man, I heard this is a different world. Jimmy Johnson said, uh, no, it's a different fucking galaxy. And it's a different galaxy. You can't break it down better than Jimmy Johnson did, who's, by the way, only one of two, Pete Carroll, that saw, actually won a natty and a Super Bowl. You can't really break it down better than that. They're, these guys aren't ready for the NFL. And all these fucking Michael Wilbon fucking titty chin fucks can't understand. They don't have a clue on how this profession really operates. Like, you, go, you don't go from recruiting your blood life to an NFL franchise and having to play with your recruits. So you, don't, you didn't recruit nobody there. Urban Meyer's finding that out right now. That's why he's fingering booty hole. Like, you don't understand. There's a huge difference in this thing. You can't go from recruiting your blood life to now accepting what's in your locker room and having to say, oh, fuck, I, I got to play with this. And then you got you kind of see a guy's real grit. And is he really in for the long run? And you're seeing to me, I kind of equated this and I know I'm running long. I, I'm, I'm trying to equated this to players that that I cut. They cut themselves. They never get cut. They do things to cut themselves. And. Urban Meyer is cutting himself. He's sabotaging himself. He, you can't sit here and tell me that that motherfucker don't have a bo- more of a better resourceful team around him that allowed that motherfucker to drive to Columbus 
and finger booty a motherfucker. <laughs> There's no way in the world. You can't tell me you put yourself in that position as Urban Meyer. You hey, cannot sir. sit here and tell me he's that dumb of a dude. He ain't. And for him to do what he did, I had a, I had a podcast called Spineless. I just think it's spineless. And I think his whole situation is spineless for what he did. You know, putting his wife out there who's backed him up from all these fucking so-called sicknesses and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's pretty spineless. But uh, who am I, man? You know, he'll probably be the new SC coach in fucking two months. Hey, no, you, <laughs> you are Coach JB. And guess what? We cannot wait till next Friday to yep. dive back into everything, all of your opinions. JB, hey, we really appreciate your time, man. Oh, yeah, what are your picks Wait, quickly? Iowa? Oh, I, got, I, got, I got Ole Miss. I got uh, Georgia's beat Auburn 8 out of 10. They've won four in a row. Make Quick. it five. Georgia's on a mission. Um, and I also got LSU ending K- Kentucky's 5-0 and run. So. Awesome. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Coach JB. Yeah! Be good, Pat, out here on the West Coast. Don't fuck around. This Uh-oh. is, uh, you're in Fogtown, man. That's a shitty-ass fucking, oh, hey, San Jose is like fucking Kansas to Californians, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I just got my weed delivered to me by a Tesla. Dude, this place is awesome. Yeah, I could have had the homie deliver some weed to you <laughs> last night. <laughs> JB, thank you so much. Yeah. We look forward to next Friday. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Occup- <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Let's bring him in right now. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dawson Knox, tight end, Buffalo Bills. You're absolutely yeah, stunned. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? Sorry sorry for making you wait while Pat and I went through a press conference that Justin Fields was having. How you doing, man? You look good. You just get out of the, <laughs> just get out of the uh, weight room? There we go. I'm centered now. Uh, no, we just got done with a little practice. Um, no lift today. Some guys do gun show Fridays. I don't. Um, 
I don't know why. Never really been my thing. I kind of stick to the massage and that sort of stuff on Fridays. Um, but good for the guys getting their pump in right now. You move on, you move weight or you uh, Pilates yoga? You move because you move bodies. Out. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a body. Are you you flex Fridays? Not your thing though. Huh? You don't like eating iron out there. You know, I'm a big eating iron guy every other day of the week, except for Fridays. <laughs> uh, off season yoga is great. I don't I don't do the yoga stuff in season. Um, I've never had a workout as hard as a hot yoga hour session. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's unbelievable. Halfway through, I'm doing the uh, child's pose or whatever they call it, where you're basically on all fours, just you know, just take it. I mean, it, it's tough, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like 150 degrees, something crazy in there. But <laughs> I not tapped out. Same. I tapped out of my first one. I said, "I'm fucking out of here." We're supposed to be 45 oh, yeah. minutes. I was in there seven minutes. Get me the fuck out of here, dude. I was yeah. sweating for the next four hours. I mean, uh, after the shower, you're yeah. There's there's no cooling down. You want to go sit in the freezer? Oh, it's a, it's impossible to get through one of those. I feel like, especially your first one, but. Looking to, to your team right now and what you guys are doing. Your quarterback, Josh Allen. I love watching clips of this dude at practice, messing with people, doing the old ball trick, running by him, acting like he's catching it, they're getting hurt, watching him dance. Was like, Has he been like this from day one? Like, What's your relationship like with him? You have a very good rapport on the field, obviously, but what's it like having that dude as the leader? Oh, I mean, it's awesome. He's been like that since I got here. Um, as he's gotten more comfortable in the – I guess in the system, like his personality's come out a little bit more. So he's doing more stuff like, you know, faking dudes out like he's about to catch a ball. Like he'll get a water bottle and act like he sneezes and just spray it all over the back of your neck and people freak out for a second. With COVID, uh, COVID got, especially, yeah. Yeah, especially with that. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, all fake sneezes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome having him in the huddle. We know that any given play, he could, you know, make a 75 yard throw or go run over it at the end. I mean, it's unbelievable what that guy can do. You guys have been steamrolling people. I mean, offensive, defensive. At one point, you guys had a 56 nothing route going through six quarters, and then obviously the 40 nothing operation. That's vastly different than week one. And we obviously chit chat with Aaron. And Aaron, after their week one debacle against the Saints, was like, hey, that's just one game. This is an anomaly. Like, we still got 16 more. What was the temperature like in Buffalo after that first week against Pittsburgh Steelers? Because it seems like you guys weren't rattled at all. Was it just an off day? What do you think? Because you guys have been dominant ever since, and it's been fantastic to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a really weird feeling that first game because um, obviously there's been high expectations all offseason. Uh, we know how capable we are of, you know, going out and winning every game we play. But um, obviously some things didn't click for us that first game. But, um, I mean, it's the NFL. You know, you could – everybody's really good. So you got to bring your A game every game. But um, just after that, it was kind of a good wake-up call for us just to know that, like, you know, we got to get – everything rolling, get everything on the right track and just take it game by game and not look too far ahead. I mean, we still got a chance to win 16 games. Um, so it's just one of those things like, I mean, you know, it's just focus on that next game. You know, you can't look too far in the future about anything. Yeah, Obviously, you don't want to ever lose a game. You don't go into any games expecting to lose. But when it happens early like that, especially to a team that has high expectations like you guys do, I mean, I would assume you look around and say, all right, hey, like, this is the worst that can happen. Like, this is the timing of it was pretty good to wake you up maybe or think, like, yeah, you're right. Every other team is good. They can beat us. Do you guys ever talk about that in your team meetings or your coaches to bring it up at all? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously there's no, you know, off week in the NFL besides your bye week. Like, every team's going to bring their A game. You know, you got guys that have, you know, been five-star recruits, first-round draft picks all over the place. So, you can't you can't ever go into a game thinking, like, oh, it's an easy game. Like, back in college when you're playing someone you paid the millions of dollars to come play you. You know, it's not like that here. But, um, you know, we just – we, we just try to have that mentality of going one and oh. I mean, I'm sure you've heard all the cliches going one and oh this week. Don't look on to next week. And you can't let, you know, a loss from last week beat you twice. Um, you know, it's all the all the common sayings you've probably heard before. McDermott and Bean, I think uh, quite a little law firm up there in Buffalo. They, they were a big deal with building the culture, I think. You know, I think that was a big deal because we talked to Bean uh, whenever Cam Newton was potentially available and Josh Allen hadn't hit his full, holy shit, this dude might be an MVP yet because of his uh, drastic growth. And we asked Bean and we, he said he wanted to empower Josh to feel like it is his team, bring in the pieces around him to make him better, Stephon Diggs, yourself, everything that they were trying to do to empower Josh. The culture over there has to be a great one because of the patience that's been exhibited by the franchise, or how is the culture on the day-to-day? It seems like you guys are one of the tightest teams in the NFL. Yeah, honestly, that was um, that was one of the biggest things that surprised me going from college to here was in college, everybody's, you know, it's kind of that family atmosphere for the most part. Everyone's within a few years of each other. Everyone's going out together after games. You know, everyone's going to class together, eating meals, all, you know, every, everything's kind of that family atmosphere, but, um, I had no idea what to expect when I got here. Um, but I didn't expect it to be similar at all, but it's been crazy. Like I feel that same kind of, you know, family vibe to it. You know, there's no, there's nobody on the team that I like see passing. I'm like, Oh, screw this guy. You know, this guy sucks. Um, (laughs) but you know, like, it's been awesome. You know, I I feel like I could go out to eat, go out to dinner with anybody on the team and have a good time. Um, You know, we got all the tight ends, a couple of the linemen going out to dinner tonight. Uh, But it's been awesome. It's the atmosphere that, you know, everyone has. Who's paying for that dinner tonight? Always the rookies, you know. That's a no-brainer. You guys do credit card roulette? Or is it it credit card roulette? Or is it just young? So we'll pick a dinner to get the young guys. Um, but most of the time we do credit card roulette. There's always a guy or two that are hesitant to do that. Um, you know, and we always peer pressure them to do it. First two times I ever played that, I lost. So I was scarred. I was one of the guys. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I got hit for like two dinners that were over like a grand each. Yeah. And it was early in my career. I'm like, dude, I, I'm never again. Um, but then – but then you start going, you start winning, and then you go to dinner, and you're like, I'm getting the most expensive steak. Yeah. Bring on the appetizers. <laughs> There's a good chance I'm not paying for any of this. Um, so I'm on kind of a hot streak. Now that I've said that, I'm, you know, now that I've said that, I'll probably lose tonight. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, good luck with that tonight. We have a diehard Packer fan. During the break, he told me he hates the Buffalo Bills. But Ty Schmidt, oh. what do you got? I didn't say that. AJ's what? a sack of shit. But uh, Dawson. <laughs> Just curious, you said that, like, you know, obviously there's no bye weeks in the NFL, but going from the Texans, like, are things kind of heightened in, like, the building this week when you have a team like the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football and you know, like, hey, this is probably going to be one of those teams that, you know, we're going to see down down the road if we want to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, um, it's the same thing. Like, we, we try to treat every game the same. 
we don't try to put any extra pressure on ourselves just for a certain opponent. But at the same time, you know, in the back of all of our minds, we know we lost to this team twice last year. Um, they're the ones that kept us from getting to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they got talent all over the place. Um, so it's just human nature to kind of have that extra chip on your shoulder. But um, it's kind of like speaking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, at the same time, you just got to treat it like every other week, focus on us, do the things that we do simple. Um, but, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely in the back of my mind. You know, going to that field, seeing them celebrate the AFC Championship last year was really tough. Um, so we're, we're excited for this opportunity. I feel like we got a brand-new team this year, too. Got a lot of the same parts, but, um, you know, I feel like it's a completely different team than what we had last year. Completely different team, but it feels like you guys have maybe matured, too. Like, each year it feels like the team has matured and take, uh, taken a next step or whatever. Uh, how much do you love Bills? Just by looking at you, I don't know much about you, except for this conversation where I think you're probably a fucking legend, if I had to guess. But just by looking at you and the way you've spoke here, you love Bills Mafia, huh? What a perfect place for you to be. That, that oh crowd, gosh. that fan base is the fucking best. I am so the incredibly jealous how do you like the of Bildos? Buffalo Bills people that get to <laughs> play on. for them. Those motherfuckers are wild. And they stunk for a long oh. time. And they did not care. They show up and show out every single week. It's ridiculous. I mean, last year we uh, it, it was a game that we clinched the division. We knew we were going to have a home playoff game. It was in Denver. I think we got back to the airport at like 1 a.m. or something. And it was like eight degrees outside. And there's thousands of fans in our parking lot just waiting. I mean, no, no telling how long they were out there. Just waiting in the snow. There's a dude up on the roof somehow of the airport. <laughs> like, how is that? Like, how do you even get up there? And later we see him a video of him jumping through a table from like a three-story building. Um, I can't tell you the amount of videos I've been tagged in of like gender reveals of people breaking tables that blow up a balloon with a certain color and like people setting babies down through tables to almost like baptize them into the Bills Mafia. It, it's, uh, I mean, coming from the SEC, I thought that was going to be the craziest, you know, the Grove is incredible at Ole Miss. I played at A&M, LSU, Alabama, but um, there's something about the people here and the Bills Mafia. And it's like even during away games, like I, I played in Nashville my rookie year, it was probably 60% Bills fans. It, it's unbelievable the way they travel, the energy they bring. It's it, it's awesome. So Connor has a question for you in a second, but I just I had to ask, like, is there any kind of certain protocol to the coaches, to the PR people come to you and say, hey, if someone throws a big old double-header bildo on the field, please do not touch this, like point to a security person. Like, how do you guys deal with that, especially in the COVID times? COVID-covered bildos cannot oh. take the game down. You hear me? That can't happen. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen videos of that. Um, Keep your hands you know, off. There's, no telling, there's no telling what might be thrown on the field. Um, we've never gone over these instances specifically. Um <laughs> But I feel like it'd be one of those things that if we saw, it'd be like, all right, that's a little that's a little shot of adrenaline right there. You see, a, you see something crazy that the fans are throwing on the field. We're like, all right, let's let's go. Like they're into yeah. it. We're into it. I mean, it's there's no telling what you're gonna get with these fans every weekend. Yeah, especially if the the balls were painted your guys' colors. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, AJ, I remember you brought one of those to Buffalo that one time you went there. Dawson, uh, you, you and Josh Allen had a nice little prom touchdown celebration. How did that come to be? And also, what do we got going planning or fo going forward? What do you guys have planned for uh, other celebrations? <laughs> um, you know, that was just one of those things that I think we were running out of the tunnel before the game. 
and I forgot who it was, but they were like, hey, y'all should just take some prom picks after the next one. And we're like, all right, that's a good idea. And I asked Josh, I was like, you want front or back? And he was like, I'll be in the back. Um, so <laughs> so uh, as soon as we scored, I saw him running over with his eyes. He's like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> and uh, we found the closest camera. Um, it was great. But there's there's been a couple others in the works. One that uh, we think would definitely get flagged. Um, Big ball bass so- can hit it. Hey, big ball bass can hit it if that thing gets backed up 15, yeah. if it's worth it. You know? No, no no question. I mean, that dude's a freak. Um, but the uh, have you seen the Cam Peel skit with the three hip mm-hmm. thrusts? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that'd be a classic one. You know, like on the third one, kind of like short stroke it. Josh throws the flag, which is his towel in the air, you know, the whole nine yards. And, you know, Ooh. you're really evaluating it. Um, Take the know, West maybe- flag. Tell him to take the refs, <laughs> grab it out of the refs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would uh, that would absolutely draw a flag. <laughs> but but the refs don't have uh, one. <laughs> but that that uh, is a celebration. I feel like that's that's one for the history books. Bass would be all fired up. He'd probably crush it even if it was from sixty. Um, but yeah, any suggestions? I got like one. We, I got one for you. Uh, you know, I think you get flagged for it. I, I've been wanting to do this forever. I've been teaching my eight-year-old the old, uh, you know, the ball will take a dump with the ball. You know, you bend down and right here, <laughs> yeah. and you drop it. <laughs> I think you get flagged for that now. Unfortunately, Diggs, what do you got? I know you have something. Dawson, you're only, you're 24 years old. It's your third year in the league. How awesome was it to get the invite to be included to uh, tight end university? And did you guys do anything besides just black out in Nashville? Nice. Great question. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a good question. Um, tight end U was awesome. Uh, it's funny because I feel like 90% of the tight ends in the league have the same personality. Um, you know, everyone's just ready to have a good time. It was fun getting in the film room. Like, we actually did do some good football stuff. We watched film on a few different routes. Like, Greg Olson did a presentation for about an hour over one route, like a, like an option route, which was pretty amazing, just the page that he would get on with his quarterback. Um, but uh, it was awesome, too. They, like, rented out a whole floor of top golf one night. Um, Woo! Big money dude. over there, tight end. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't I didn't touch any of that, Bill. That was, that was all uh, – <laughs> That was all the second contract guys. Um, Some of the dudes brought in their own drivers and it was every single ball they hit was going over the net. So the employees had to come out and they were like, all right, you guys need to start using some irons, no more drivers because it was like rockets, like 400 yards. I've never seen anything like it. You guys broke the game? You broke top golf? That's awesome. That's what everybody's trying to do every time. They didn't break top golf. But they were sending the balls over the back net. So yeah, I that's fucking home like, run derby. That's what everybody's You're killing people on the other side. Off. People driving on the <laughs> right, highway behind no. that, dying. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there were cars parked over there or what, but there were there was probably some damage going on behind that thing. Hey Dawson, you're the man, dude. I appreciate you so much. I think AJ's gonna ask you one last question or whatever, but this has been very fucking enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. We, we appreciate you coming on. I just have one more question for you before we get to a break. But you mentioned how, like, 90% of the tight ends in the league, you say, have, like, similar personalities. Why is that? Like, what do you think, like, that position, why is it like that? That's a good question. Like, I, I've thought about that a little bit. Um, it's probably just because, like, we don't really have the camaraderie that the O-line has, you know, because they're all in the same room together doing the same job. There's five of them. 
just it's not like we're receiver each other and being gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like we just do a little bit of everything on the field. Um, so it's not really like – and usually like teams will have two or three guys active at a time, you know, tight ends active at a time max. Um, so it's like you really have to bond well with those guys. But when, when everyone comes together, it's like, you know, what's up? Like we automatically know each other because we've been doing the same thing since we've been in the league. Um, but I don't know. It's just – yeah, I mean, it's there, a good were, thing, man. It's a good thing. You guys all have great personalities. You seem like people you'd want to hang out with. So we really appreciate you coming on here, man. Good luck Sunday night against the Chiefs. Big, big game. I'm sure uh, you gained a bunch of fans today by coming on here. People love watching what you do. But, ladies and gentlemen, Dawson Knox. Thank you, Dawson. Here right now, who's waiting? Hey, Aaron, fucking say hello, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Hey, Pat, you're pretty swell over oh. here. Oh. Hey, thank you. Real recognize real, Aaron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> real recognize real when it comes to the bodies, dude. I appreciate you. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, 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 shit. Oh. Aaron, what's up, man? How you doing? You looks like you're at the facility. What's What was your Friday like, and where's the team at right now heading into Cincinnati? Uh, so just got off the practice field. Uh, it's been good. I had meetings, walkthroughs. Um, quick little fresh Friday practice um, and walk through at the end of that and then came in. I'm talking to you guys, uh, but we're, we're ready. Um, we're excited to make the trip to Cincinnati. Uh, you know, it's an unfamiliar opponent, so uh, we're ready to go down there and play and just get after it, compete. Before we get to uh, you guys traveling to Cincinnati and who knows how the weather will be, obviously coming right off of that river diner. It can get a little breezy, but did you uh, did you get your soft spot bidet from a couple weeks ago? Did you get that bidet <laughs> you, you won? Did you get that? I did get it. I did. And if it's free, it's me. And uh, so <laughs> I, I actually uh, – so I spent more time at home in the off season. Um, so I sent it to, to my mom's house. That's where I spent my time at. And so they got it all installed and everything. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yes, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate no, you. no, don't think. Fluid Master did that. You earned it, by the way, with the way you've been flying it. around, dude. Uh, you've looked amazing this year. Obviously, coming off of last year and a deal happening. That first week, everybody kind of looked shitty, I think. But what was the. What do you think the big change was over the years? Because you. Over the year thus far? Because it looks like you and that entire offense is in quite a rhythm. Uh, definitely. Just knowing that. We, we know we have a good team, and I think we. Not over complacent when we went out there week one, but um, we gotta we gotta back it up. You know, you gotta you gotta play ball too. Just because you're a good team doesn't mean a team's gonna come down there, come out and lay down for you. So um, we knew that, and we just had to come out and uh, start fast and uh, get become more physical. Um, and I think that it, that's all it was to it. And um, we knew who we are, and we just got back to ourselves. Hey, Aaron, I know it got a lot of uh, national attention when you. So I want to make sure this guy gets the credit. Brian Engel, Flea, the trainer there, who was scouring Lambeau Field till the wee hours of the night to find what your chain had had your, your father's ashes in it. And I've also read where Red Batty, who's a legendary equipment trainer, equipment guard, um, sewed a pocket into your jersey now where you can hold this. Is this true? Yes, sir. So it's on the left side right here, uh, like right over my heart pretty much. And um I actually like the pocket. It's a little bit better than the necklace because it's a football, so it kind of sit on my pads. But now the pocket, it just kind of kind of tucked away, like hidden. So 
uh no it's our support staff they're great here and like you said they they red batty he's legendary so if you ask me please legendary too um <laughs> yeah. they just really care about the people here did you ask him to do that did you ask him to go look for it or is this something he did no, it was just something he did. Uh, and Flea's been helping me a lot since my, my dad's passed, so he's, like, been there for me. And uh, after the game, he came in, he was like, you know, you had a hell of a game. He said, go home, enjoy your family, enjoy your little one. He said, I'll go back out there and look for it. And I, I think was, Aaron talked about this in the off season. to your point there. He said, I love, the, I love my teammates, I love my coaches, the support staff. Everything is just first class. I don't think anybody's ever – AJ talks about how the locker room is clean every single day. It's just like this – amazing place lambo itself is a storied franchise it's like do you look in the mirror and just think to yourself like hey this is pretty fucking crazy life i'm living right now i got the mvp of the nfl handing me the ball i play for the packers and i'm scoring like five touchdowns a goddamn game i mean do you ever get that moment to sit in there and be like this is a pretty cool life uh i do you know sometimes i'm like wow like just i'm blessed you know i i i that was always my dream i always vision a plan I uh, had a vision of playing in the NFL, but didn't know. Like, you know, you always want to be successful. You always want to have that for yourself. But, you know, when you do take a step back and, like, and think, you're like, wow, this is pretty amazing. Like, this is – people call this work. This isn't work. This is what I've been doing my whole life, like, for fun. You know, after school, instead – like, you don't want to do homework. You want to go play football. So now I get to do that for a living. Like, this is it's, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Big-time Packer fan Ty Schmidt has a question. Yeah, Aaron, I noticed recently you joined uh, the same, like, crypto company or business that uh, Tom Brady and Steph Curry and some other guys are in, and I think that, like, part of your salary is going to be paid in crypto. Is that something you've always been interested in, um, or is that, like, a, a new thing that you're really diving head in? Uh, no, so I, I just kind of just recently got into crypto, uh, been learning uh you know, crypto's been out for a while, but I'm not. I'm not a financial advisor, so um, I, you know, I gotta gotta do my gotta do my homework on that. And you know, I do have a team behind me who, who helps me out. But uh, FTS, there. So they're what they are. They're crypto exchange, uh, crypto exchange, and I've got the chance to partner with them. And um, so I'm doing marketing with them, and they're paying. They pay me in crypto, and then I also had the chance to invest with them. So. Pretty much, they're like we're, what we're doing. We're selling picks and shovels. Like, think about the gold mine when you go out west. Would you like to get to the gold? You got to have some picks and shovels. So we're selling the picks and shovels to get everybody started. Nice. Yeah, good mining gear. I love <laughs> yes, that. Sir. I think I've. Uh, it's like in the NFT world, having moving portraits is kind of like the you're you're given the wheelbarrow and the gold rush as opposed to the necessarily the gold uh do you do a lot of business shit are you a big business guy off the field i like to hear that i like to hear that there's potential depth in the financial world for you that's awesome to hear uh yes sir so uh, me and my brother uh we recently uh with this first uh with ftx start this is that was our first thing we done but we started uh showtime ventures um, so we are looking to get into the like to more of the business side of things and investing. Let's go, dude! Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> and you ever talk to your starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Try to maybe just maybe just slide in on a few of his weird business deals. Who knows what he has going on? But also, second part of this question, I mean, like the the people. When I say weird, I mean like the people that he has access to, like just yeah. the high, like the biggest people in the world that he could be doing. Who knows? I don't know exactly what he's involved in, but what's he like on, on game day? What the hell what does that mean? I'm, not say, I'm saying the dudes. Like, 
can be it's probably gonna be a billionaire someday. He knows all the famous people in the world, so he can join. Hey, Warren Buffett, let me in. And Warren probably said, "Sure, come on over, Aaron. Let's eat a let's eat a hot pocket or a McDonald's sandwich together." <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has a deal with Warren Buffett. I'm saying he that. could. I don't know if he is or not, but he easily could dial him up. But I, what I'm trying to talk to our guest, Aaron Jones, about <laughs> is to say, Aaron, what's he like? On game day, we see what he's like, like smiling at Mike Tom when they're they got this little weird thing going back and forth. Like, do you ever see him out of control or lose his mind? He seems like he's always there, like, he always seems to be present and ready. Uh, always present and ready, like you said. I think, uh, what he has is like a calm confidence. Like, you he he gives everybody else confidence around him. Like, he, he'll talk to the team, he'll get he'll give you. A uh, few words of wisdom, or me- leave you with a message, and he he does that for the offense every week, um, right right before like as we're warming up. So, I mean, he 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 does so much for you. He makes you believe, and um, but he's just locked in. He's focused, but he still has that little grin, that, that little smile on his face. Um, but he's just locked in. You can see it in his eyes. Any difference in him in the team this year? Is there like a sense of urgency? Because back-to-back NFC Championship games, obviously. You have no idea how big the window is going to be for any team. I think history tells us that about every team except for the Patriots. I think for like 20 years somehow they did whatever the fuck they did. I mean, that is (laughs) unbelievable. But is there any sense of urgency or anything like that this year with, you know, the Aarons? Obviously, you guys keep all that shit out and you're just focused on football. But is there a feeling of like this year should be the year we kind of take that next step? Um, yes, sir. We definitely think this is our year, you know, um, to take that step. We've been there the past two years, so there's no reason we, we have, we have pretty much everybody back. We have the talent in the locker room to make that, that step. We've been in those, in those games, so it's definitely time to make that step, and I think we, we're capable of it. Connor, what's up? Yeah, Aaron, there's been some talk today about some pregame music, specifically with the Colts. But for you, what's your go-to to get in the zone for the game? Are we talking a little rock and roll, some worship music perhaps, or what are we talking about? Uh, so I got a variety. I'll start with some some gospel, play like two or three gospel songs. And then after that, it's basically hip-hop. That, Pat. Basically hip-hop after that. Uh, my, How, are we I, I going do, hard, have, though, on the hip-hop? Are we going would you say are you going hard hip hop? Are we doing like lyrical stuff, or is it? Are we going because it's a, it's I, for a little, instance, it's a I'm cold. in it right now. The Christian community is coming after me right now. The Christian community is coming after me right now because I said there's no way that Carson Wentz listens to worship music for six hours before the game and then goes and tries to kill himself every single play, which is how he plays. You can't see that. That's a different opponent. You wouldn't know that. But he just he, – he is a maniac on the field. I'm getting to watch it this year, Aaron. It's it's insanity to watch this guy. But I didn't expect worship music to be his, his – I thought you had to get going, especially in a car crash position like yours. And not that worship can't do that, but it's nice to hear that you start your day with worship and then like – it makes a lot more sense that then you get into like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go at some point. I just yes, I, that's I'm crazy to me. To I'm too mentally sure. weak at that. <laughs> no, for sure, I'm gonna have to go. It just gets the mind turned up. Who do you I, listen to? Uh, I listen to every everybody, like from Nas to Little Baby, Little Wayne, um, Moneybag Yo. Are you are you boys with Little Wayne? I know he can't. He comes to games every once in a while. Are you boys with him? No, I, I would like to say he's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I got to meet him at uh, one of the games. Uh, so, and I got to go on one of his like he did something for iTunes or yeah, like a kind of like you guys do like a podcast. Um, oh yeah, live. 
live, yeah. yeah, live. Uh, went live with them, and uh, so I got to do that. But haven't got to hang out with him or kick it with him or anything like that. But he said my name in a song, so hey, I'm good. You've arrived. You've Let's made go. it, man. You officially <laughs> arrived. If Lil Wayne is saying your name, like, hey, what about the Bengals? You said uncommon opponent. For somebody that doesn't know what that means, like obviously they're not your division. They're in the AFC. You don't play them that often. Like, what kind of challenges does that bring? Um, tendencies. I, I would say probably the biggest is tendencies. Um, you try to pick it up off of film. You, you, you know, when you play these teams in your in your division, um, you you know what they. You kind of get a beat of what they do or how they run their systems and different things like that. And it's, I think it's just a little bit harder when you, I mean, the last time we played the Bengals, I think was 2013 and I was still in high school then. So <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, is that for pass blocking for you or is that for the run game as well? Or where does that most affect you if you don't have like a good beat or you don't really know the players as well as most other teams you play against? Um, I, I'd say probably both. Um, protection more so you know um especially like a, a, the Bengals they bring a, I, I think they bring a lot of pressure um and they're bringing it from every which way so um when you when you have teams like that and you're not as familiar with them um you, you can't fall asleep or you can't you got to be on high alert at all times hey Aaron last thing for me here before we, we, we let you go we know uh you have a big game coming up we talked earlier on the show about like, would teams be scared to pay certain guys? Like, say they're done with a rookie deal, and to, oh, if we give this guy $50 million guaranteed, is he still going to be the same guy? Now, you have obviously gotten a contract from Green Bay, and you're awesome. I know they had no worries. Do you ever see that, or you ever worry about that? Like, hey, what if I do? Like, you, you have arrived. Like I said, Lil Wayne saying your name in songs. You got a big contract. How do you stay motivated? Uh, for me, it's my end goal, uh, what my end goal is, and uh, – I mean, I want to be a, someday. I want to be a Hall of Famer. I think that should be every uh, football player's goal who's playing in this league. If, if that's, I think that's the standard that's in the class of the best of all time. So, um, just continue to work till I get there. I mean, just because people say your name, that just means they know you, but that doesn't mean that you made it. Yeah. Hey, true. getting a couple bags along the way isn't that bad, though, you know? Good luck <laughs> Not out bad there, at all. man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Aaron. We really appreciate you coming on here, man. Good luck this Sunday against the Bengals, and good luck the rest of the year. Appreciate it, Pat. Let me see it one more time. Uh-oh. Oh, come on. Good, good lighting, Aaron. Oh, Let's see. Oh, oh, see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't do that again, Pat. Aaron, watch out. You embarrass him when you do that. You are, you're jacked, man. Good luck this weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Aaron right, Jones, I everybody. you guys for having me. Yeah! So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay? FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah 
Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Come, Pat. We are going to give our picks here for the whole NFL slate. Week five. Yeah! yeah! Week five coming up next. Are you ready? Did you did you stay up all night and study? Yeah, I stayed up all night studying, thinking about it, knowing that I beat you last week, so now I need to go back to back. Back to back. Well, do we have? Do we keep the overall standings? Because I would imagine I'm absolutely no, no. pummeling you when it comes to that. Match score, cuz. What? Match play. Oh, what have you done for me lately? Is that what we're doing here? No, no. You just keep scoring weekly. You know, yeah. it's like golf. You no, I'm gonna. I, someone better compile my my yearly score too. What over the whole course of the season? You're up two. You're up yeah. two. Okay. I mean, more games now. I want total games. We we should keep no, track. No, I want to make sense though. Yeah, well, it's all right. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Let's let's put the, the games up, Pat. I'm sure you've been agonizing over these games all year. So you picked the Rams last night because you followed me. So therefore, you are welcome. You are one to know, or you're one to know this week. So am I. So we're heading into the rest of the slate, tied up going into uh, the week. Let's start. Hey, I want to look at the Patriots Texans. Let's start right there. This thing is tiny little writing. So Patriots Texans. The Patriots. Jeez. Eight and a half point favorites. Is that right over the Texans? Yeah, they are missing four of the five starting offensive linemen this week. The uh, Texans. The Patriots. Patriots. And they're still eight and a half point favorites? Uh, that is very, very high for that. Davey Mills. Oh, what do you think here, Pat? Doesn't that seem like a lot? For, especially for a team like the Patriots offense hasn't been super explosive. They look good, but they don't put up a ton of points, I feel like. Let's remember Belichick first rookie quarterbacks. It is alarming how... Uh, Confused he makes him. Let's remember what happened to Zach Wilson a couple weeks ago as well. So just throw that Doug, out. I mean, Doug Mills has not shown that he's going <laughs> to maybe be a great player. Nope. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Doug's proved that. Eight and a half's a lot, but four missing offensive linemen? Ah, fuck it. You're not supposed to pick the Patriots. So I'm going with the Patriots on the road. Yeah. Go ahead and blowing out the Houston Texans down there. You know what? I don't like to do it. I don't like to agree with you, but I'm going to have to go with you here. Patriots minus eight and a half here for this game. Wow. I really do. Okay. Right. It pains me to do it, Pat. It really does. Eagles, Panthers. Here we go. Eagles are a three-point dog against the Panthers. Panthers are 3-1. Eagles, 1-3. This is a tough one. I don't know how Sirianni's feeling this week. <laughs> I'm sure he may have something to say here in a few minutes after we make this pick. But I, man, what do you think here, Pat? What do you want? Well, I'm, I find it interesting that you're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. First game of the day is the 9:30 Jets Falcons in Europe game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. You guys can do whatever you want. If you just want to stay in your box and do what you've been told, that's cool. I'm gonna go. Up, I'm gonna go up and down. I'm sitting here in the hot seat right now. Hey, you're an outlaw. I get it. I understand. But I'm just saying. You, I. To be honest, I was looking at those games while the things were going on, and you've gone. Yeah, like, I'm gonna bounce around. Guess what? I'm bouncing around. Fifteen picks from now. I'm not. I'm not just going up and down. Now I'm going diagonal, just like Willy Wonka's elevator here. Pretty soon, I'm jumping all around the board. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, I like. Hey, hey, let's keep us on the toes because the only segment we really do and have a lot of respect for is this one, where we pick <laughs> yeah. the entire fucking slate every week. And uh, coming off a winning weekend, I like. Can you put it back up? <laughs> Eagles-Panthers. Eagles are three-point dogs. 20 seconds ago, the Panthers tweeted that Christian McCaffrey is doubtful for Sunday. Oh, man. Give me the Panthers. Wow. Okay. I, I got. I, you know what? Gosh, this is terrible. I'm going to take the Panthers, too. 
I will. The fuck? Here we go. You pop, you pop that sucker back on. I'm going to just randomly pick another game. No, where, where do you guys want me to go? You want me to go Jets, Falcons, then we'll just stay going that oh, way? You can't think no, outside no, the box. Stay, stay with the yeah. way you started. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's do Giants, Cowboys. Oh, the Giants are seven-point dogs here. When we look, and you know how many pissed off people are that are watching this? <laughs> yeah. And seeing me bounce around the board? Oh, I don't want – hey, for the, the people watching, listening, I do not want to upset you. But, Pat, I do want to upset you. So let's go Giants, Cowboys right now. Plus seven. I like the Cowboys here at minus seven. I really do. Hey, me too. I was about to say, there's too much hype. People saying that the Giants are going to keep this close. You know, there's too much hype regarding that. I think a lot of people are selling the narrative like, hey, the Giants, not as bad as they look. They've actually gotten better and better. And they did, by the yeah. way. Last uh, game in overtime, we went to ball. Fuck them. You know, and uh, Saquon <laughs> Barkley went and did his thing. Uh, but I, I just think the Dallas Cowboys are a fucking squad. They're a wagon, and uh, I like them as well. I hate that we are on the same side of this, though. I am yeah. upset about it. I think soon enough we, we may uh, do that. Okay, here we go. Packers, Bengals. This game is being played in Cincinnati. The Bengals are three-point uh, favorites, right, coming into this? Uh-huh. Man, I'm going to yeah, have I mean, Packers. Three Packers are three-point favorites. I mean, Bengals three-point dogs at home. What do you think here? Yeah, you mean the Packers, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm with you, too. Packers. I mean, I love Joe Burrow, but I think the Packers win. They win by more than three. Love Joey Burrow. Okay? Absolutely love him. I just assume LaFleur is a better coach than Zach Taylor. Bingo. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. I love the team that Cincinnati has. I think they have dogs. I mean, you played on that team. I like that team, but I just think the Packers are the fucking Packers. So what are we even doing here? They're, they're, maybe people don't like them because Aaron has long hair, or maybe because they lost that opening week. This is still the fucking Packers, though. You know what I mean? And no offense to the Bengals because this is a new Bengals. This is a new era in yeah. Cincinnati. Same practice facility situation. Brand new Bengals, though, with Joey Bad Boy Burrow at the helm. But this is the Packers. What are we doing? Yeah, the only thing would worry me that their uh, secondary is a little banged up. But if they can get pressure, which, I, I mean, the Bengals' offensive line has not been great this year, the Packers should, you know. I mean, I'd be shocked if they came out and laid an egg. We, we pop that, that uh, slate of games back up there. I need to randomly select another game that I want to pick here. Okay, Raiders-Bears. Here we go. The Bears are at the Raiders, and the Raiders are, what, five-point favorites at home? Five, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half. Ooh. You're talking about my desk as an OCD guy with this fucking jump around <laughs> on the TikTok toe board that you're doing right now. I mean, this is unbelievable. What if, well, I started. You want me to go back then? Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. Let me let me go back in line. Let me fall back in line now. <laughs> no, no. We're gonna we're gonna miss one for sure. No, we're gonna miss not. one. We're gonna no, hit we're one not. twice. We're definitely gonna hit one twice. I'm high. You have no idea what you're doing. We're, <laughs> this is, there's, there's, I mean, I love what you're doing, and uh, I like the uh, the Bears. At, at five and a half. Yeah. They're five and a half point dogs, right? You know what? Hey, yeah. I'm going to have to go with the Bears, too, because that Justin Whoa. Fields, his presser, when he's talking about wow, it, hey, dog. mom and dad, go have deep dish. I don't care. I don't like it anyway. It's gross. I'm going to watch Whoa. film. I'm going to sit with Uno. Do we know what kind of dog Uno is? The greatest dog ever. I assume like a French bulldog. Those are those are hot right now, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not, I haven't seen Uno, but I'd assume that's what it is. That is correct. Oh, it's a French bulldog? Are you kidding me? Nice. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. No, so, fuck it. What the fuck it? Hell yeah! <laughs> so we're on this. We're on the same page on every game so far. Yeah, it stinks. And okay. We don't know what games we've already called. Let's pop that one back up. See. All right, Bills Chiefs. Here we go. Bills are three point dogs at the Chiefs. Man, I like this game. It's going to be fun to watch. What do you think? I want you to go first. Chiefs. Dang it, Chiefs too. No, no. Okay, I'll go Bills. I wow. like Dawson Knox. 
Okay. You like the Bills at plus three. Yeah, yeah. I okay. like Dawson Knox a lot. I was going to pick Chiefs because what they did to the Eagles, and maybe they're all the way back, and they had a couple like, oh, we're, what is, what's going on? We, we're we not humans. What's going on here? And then they may be back. I like that. But Dawson Knox, after that interview, if you were going to say the Bills, which I assumed you would, hey, Dawson just came on a show while I'm hosting to get put him over there. You didn't, though. You picked Chiefs. I'll pick the Bills. <laughs> I got the Bills then. I am. I think it's going to be a good game, just like I thought last night's game was going to be a good game. And eh, I think this game is awesome, and I'm excited for Sunday Night Football again. All right, good. So we finally disagree. I got the Chiefs at minus three, Sunday Night Football at home. We will see what's up. With that, okay, Dolphins, Bucks, man, the Dolphins are nine and a half point dogs at Tampa Bay. This one's kind of tough for me, honestly, to think about. What do you think? Uh, the Buccaneers win by seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to go with you. I, I agree. It, it's tough. Well, Gronk's out. How many people are out for the Bucks? Winfield's out as well. Yeah, doesn't matter. Bruce Arians could play running back, and they'd beat the Dolphins. Well, listen, <laughs> the Colts. Have not won a lot of games this year. Okay? Yeah. One, to be okay. completely transparent. And yeah. I've watched all these Colts games with the sound on, by the way. Because you can only have one TV with sound on. And I always dedicate it to the Indianapolis Colts game. So I feel like I've watched a lot of Colts. I've heard a lot of Colts. I've you know, listened to the analysts who are always really good for Colts games. It's not like F-level, G-level analysts for the Colts games every single week. <laughs> the Colts did not play. Okay. <laughs> The Colts did not play a good game of football against that Dolphins team. Yeah, and the Colts have yet to be able to put it all together. That Dolphins team, if and I haven't watched a lot of the games, and I, I promise to be a Fins Up fan, especially because the passion and vitriol from their fan base to me this offseason on Twitter, which I had a lot of respect for, they looked bad. And, and I don't know if that's normally – I don't know if that's normal, Gump, but that team looked bad. And the Colts beat them, and the Colts didn't even really play that good of football and beat the Dolphins. Yeah, ever since Tua went out, they stink. They are a very, very bad football team. But do you think they? Do you think when Tua comes back, he fixes all the problems? He doesn't fix it, but they're a better team. They can run more plays. They looked decent against the Patriots in Week One with Tua. Since he's been gone, they have been god awful. Well, yeah, so I got the Bucks. But people are so torn on Tua, though, aren't they? They are trying to figure out, hey, is this our like? Is he the franchise dude that we think he was when we drafted him? Like, I still feel like people are up in the air on that. Well, yeah. right now, I think, by the way, year four, year five, people can still be up in the air. I mean, Baker Mayfield's yeah. looking at another contract, yep. you know what I mean? And fucking uh, Derek, or Drew Locke, Derek. Derek Carr also has no money left, but he's already got paid. Drew Locke went into his last year, and they didn't know. Josh Allen, I think, for the first couple of years, they didn't know yeah. if he was going to be a guy, you know? So, like, I think the question now is, can Tua's body handle the NFL after the hit that he took, which – Darius Butler and you have said it. it seemed like a pretty routine shot, and the early indications was that there was no injuries, which I think kind of painted a bad narrative. So not only like last year the offense was very inefficient, they stunk. New offensive coordinator, they don't look as bad. Two is letting it rip a little bit. Now, like, will he be able to be durable? And if there's just always these questions, it seems like nothing's really stable down there. And uh, I feel like the Buccaneers are just only going to get better and better as the year goes by. I, I honestly want to take the Dolphins here. Like, I, I'm trying to talk myself into it, but Do I can't. It. I can't. I'm going to take the Bucks. I mean, I'm probably stupid. Oh, I should no. trust my instincts. You know, you should always trust them. But uh, my instincts say Tom Brady and the Bucks are just going to be too much, and they're going to cover on that one. Can we pop that screen back up? So let's get down to the Niners Cardinals. So the, the Niners travel to Arizona, and they the Niners are four-point dogs here. Oh, boy. What do you think here? 
Cardinals are rolling. Cardinals, Cardinals are only undefeated team in the, right. in the yes. league right now, yeah. too. Kyler Murray on an MVP type pace right now. Does he is he able to keep it up? Yes, Cardinals by ten. Oh boy, what is it again? What's four the one? and a half? Four and, four and a half, half nine. Oh, yeah, because I don't know about the Niners yet. I, Jimmy G is still like, aren't they saying he may play? Yeah, it's yeah. up in the air still. Okay, I, yeah, because it's it was a it was a bone or it was a muscle contusion. Yeah, it was a Charlie horse of the calf. It wasn't. He didn't pull his calf. He got hit on the calf. Mm-hmm. It was a Charlie horse. Yeah, that's what Rappaport told us yesterday. Allegedly, while you were golfing, hoit toying around, whatever the hell you were doing at your little Ryder Cup event, whatever you had Frick. going on, or whatever the you know black tie affair, look down on everybody event that you had. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a bruise or whatever. So whatever oh, okay. the case, and I like the Niners as a football team. The Cardinals. I literally just got done saying on Monday, are they going to go undefeated? Is this team the best <laughs> time? I just at home. I think Face Clan Kyler is just balling. Yeah. I like that team a lot over there. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta roll with Kyler and the rest of uh, the Cardinals until they prove me wrong. I, I think their defense is fun to watch. Kyler obviously does things that nobody else can do. So we agree once again on the Cardinals. We pop that that slate of games back up here. Okay, let's bounce around. Let's see what we haven't got to. Ooh. Monday night, Pat. Colts at the Ravens. We don't do Monday till Monday. You're right. What are you doing? I would would take it. I would take the Ravens at minus seven on Monday (laughs) night, Pat. You can do that later. We'll work on that Monday. Uh, Browns Chargers. This one intrigues me a bit. So the Browns are two and a half point dogs traveling to play the Chargers out in L.A. What do you think? Chargers. No problem. I don't know what's going on with Baker. I guess Mm. people are talking shit on Baker. Uh, I don't know how healthy the the Browns' offense is. I I don't know the in and out. But I do know that that Chargers team is just – they're a fucking team. They are a wagon. I -hmm. like the Chargers squad. I like Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't want to say Justin Herbert has anything to prove over Baker, but I think Justin Herbert is really just starting to go, you know, really just starting to go. And this is a big AFC matchup. They might meet each other down the road. I like the Chargers in this, especially at home. So I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. He may be the MVP this year. They may win the Super Bowl. But right now, I'm taking the Browns at what? They're at plus two and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Browns. I'll take the Brownies. I know I saw a whole thing out. Baker's talking about his labrum. He made a tackle after a pick. Should quarterbacks go make tackles? I like my quarterback going out there and challenging people, making physical tackles. Sucks that he got hurt a little bit, but I think he's going to be fine. And I think that pass rush for Cleveland hopefully can find a way to get home a bunch of times and, and make Herbert a little bit uncomfortable. Mike Greenberg uh, was making a point this morning. Old Greeny, two-time Hall of Famer, uh, Greeny, uh, host of, of Get Up, was making a point that are we not – somehow are we not talking enough about how quarterbacks should not make the tackle if they throw the ball or throw an interception or a turnover happens, just get off the field because he thinks, which I think a lot of people think, that the torn labrum in the left with the harness with how tight it is is definitely affecting him. This is yeah. a contract year. That team's ready to go. He's not his best. If he decides not to make a play for his team there after a turnover, everything's still good. Now, obviously, Sacho came in and told a story about how when he was at the Bears, Pat O'Donnell, who was the punter for the Bears, was either told or did whenever he punted a ball, he would just go get right off the field. So kind of a burial of the, of the brand, kind yeah. of by yeah, Sacho sure. there. And huh. if that is what about. Pat O'Donnell did, who Pat O'Donnell's a great athlete, very attractive, got big. Hey, go fucking make a tackle for your teammates <laughs> if they need you, okay? I did that in preseason games because I almost died and Stupid. I was told to get the fuck off the field. That's dumb games. in a preseason game for you to make a tackle. Bingo. I was told that by... Rest in peace, JT, by the way. But I was told that by coaches, like, hey, in preseason, get the fuck – you punt the ball and get the fuck off. But in regular season games, 
if you're on film not giving effort when you're almost giving up a touchdown no matter what your position is, you'll get laughed out of the goddamn building. You'll get laughed yeah. out of the goddamn building. You're right. I understand. So I was on the Bengals when Andy was on an MVP-type pace playing and had an unbelievable year and then threw a pick, went and made the tackle and jammed his thumb up, broke his thumb or whatever, had to have some surgery, oh. couldn't play. It, it was brutal, but – how you gonna fault a guy for going in there and trying to make a tackle, trying to make a play? Like I used to tell Nugent, so I played with Nugent in college, and then one year in Cincinnati, I said, Nuge, I don't care what you do, kick the ball off and run directly to the sidelines because we don't have a backup kicker, and you're really good. So if we if they get to you, that's our fault. We should be able to make the, the tackle with ten. That's what I told him. I understand it could be a bad look, and most kickers don't want to do that. Well, I think there's some kickers that don't mind it, you know, and I think those are the potential kickers we're trying to weed out. But also some of those kickers are very good at kicking balls and are very accurate. I can understand like the the rule of hindsight makes everything look better. But what happens if you get in there, make the tackle that you only end up winning by one or whatever the case is. And then in the film room the next day, everybody's like, hey. This guy who doesn't normally do this made a play for his team when he didn't have to. Hindsight is always the smartest, and stats will tell you that, like you, Dalton, and maybe Baker this year and this whole thing, but I don't think that's something you can teach to some players, and I don't think some players would ever appreciate looking like that on film. You know what I mean? Some people. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying some people won't like that. It did look like Justin Reed, when he saw it was Baker, was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put my head down and run right through this guy. Hey, because, they're yeah. taught that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, AJ, aren't it's you the only taught time, that? It's the only time you could hit him, really, if you have the ball, you pick him off. But you can also, if you lower your head and, and you make head-to-head contact, you're going to get called for the flag, too, now that I think about it. In this, in the NFL now, what is yes. that? It does rarely happen to running backs. But Justin Reed, when you watch the replay, he did send yeah. Baker. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was perfect. Yeah, that's what they do. Back in the day, whenever a pick happened, the first two oh, people you attack is the wide receiver that was targeted and the quarterback. That's literally what like people were You taught. seek him out. That was exactly, absolutely. Find a quarterback, find a quarterback. and you got Because a lot of times, too, that quarterback hangs around and ends up making a tackle or pushing a guy out of bounds. And it's your only time to really get to pummel that dude. So now you can't do it as much. It's a lot tougher. Oh, I didn't think it was because you're, you're trying to take a cheap shot at the quarterback, but I thought it was because they're the ones that know it was a pick long before most other True. people. There are some of the only athletes out there that can make the play, what you're saying, because offensive linemen are out there. But, yeah, of course, a guy who has zero documented concussions and used his helmet as a weapon saying yeah. it was 40 pounds would well. say, and also you get a chance to fucking murder a guy. You yeah. touch it, why not? Well, no, you can't really do that anymore, but you're 100% right. Yeah, he knows – the pick was thrown before anybody else but yeah you gotta you gotta take your shots when you can that's the only time you can legally get them hey, now you can't anymore andrew luck was awesome i wouldn't go after I'd, you gotta send a dn to go after andrew luck he's too big for someone like me to take on well andrew luck would become dn yeah. as soon as that ball was in the air and he thought it was potentially going to get picked he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll see you in the parking lot mr gilmore or whatever like he was on a mission he fucked some people up i mean there was there were some big-time shots out of Andrew Luck, and he even did that back in college. That was, like, his thing. And this goes back to that style of play where it's like, I messed up for my team. It'd be disrespectful to football if I don't go and make the play for my team. It's like in hockey whenever or in soccer. You lose the ball or you lose the puck or lose the ball. Normally, you have to at least display a massive amount of effort to get that ball back or you'll be laughed out of the building. It felt like Andrew Luck viewed it that way. I threw a turnover. I need to make this up for my team no matter what anybody thinks. He continues, you know, the end of plays going. It's disrespectful to football if I don't go. I assume Carson Wentz, who listens to – who listens to faith music before the game would throw his face into a wedge if he accidentally threw a kickoff and there was a four-man <laughs> wedge running into him. And that's the type of player 
that you would assume listens to faith music before the game, but I that's what they do out there. That's what they do. We have five games remaining if we pop it back up. So we have Jets, Falcons. Here we go. We're trying to find it on this board here. I can't yeah. even figure out where we are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Jets are at Falcons. The Jets, man, the Jets are two and a half point dogs traveled to Atlanta. Do we have any idea? In London. Who in the London. hell? Oh, in yep. London. Okay. Do we have any idea what either of these teams are? Like what they're going to be at the end of the season compared to now? Falcons are hurt completely. Yeah. Ridley's yeah, out. Ridley. I think Gage is out. I mm-hmm. think they have a couple people out. We have no idea what either of these teams are. Are the only thing we know is one quarterback's a vet, one quarterback's a rookie. So does that come into experience whenever you're playing in London and everything changes? Maybe, but you don't know what you don't know yet either. So Zach Wilson might not have a full routine in his NFL system. I like the Jets, and this is very dumb. I never thought I'd say this ever, wow. uh, but it feels like the Falcons are so hit or miss. They're injured. It's London. Why not Zach Wilson? That baby face in front of 200,000 Mormons over there fucking getting the win over there. I hate to do it, but I have to agree with you. I have to go with the Jets here. Just, I mean, Ridley being out doesn't help. That's for sure for the Falcons. I just don't know about the Falcons. And I think the Jets, you know, whatever. They're riding a little bit of uh, momentum from Zach Wilson. I think he gets over there in front of that London crowd and maybe gets all juiced up and maybe they blow him out. Hey, Diggs, you were right about the Queen thing with Zach. Thank you. I'm telling you, man, you... And I, I sent it in the group yesterday. You, you put their pictures next to each other. If you just age Zach Wilson like 80 years, they're the same person. Wait, the Queen of England? Yeah. I'm going to have to you check that her. one out. I can't, I'm, trying to pick, I'm trying to picture it right now. I don't know if I age Zach Wilson how many years? About 80. 80, 80 years. He's going to look just like the Queen? Just like the Queen. Yes. Yeah, you know who, what the Queen looks like. I mean, you basically have you know the exact same like. accent as her. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know. Yeah, I mean. All just does tie together the Queen. I've had some, yeah, I've had some actors reach out to me to, try, like, to be a dialect coach when they have to take on the role of someone from over there. So, For the yeah. crown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't want to pay me enough, so I won't, I'm not, they've been hiring ah. me. Yet. Yeah, but if you hey, had they to, say. They say those that can't do, coach. That's not true with you. You can do. Yeah, oh yeah, you can do both when it comes to accents. Mm-hmm. And I know Ty, Ty will do well with that, too. <laughs> Did we even pick that game? Yeah, we picked it. What's the next game we got? We got a couple left. This Four guy left. stinks, dude. <laughs> I mean, this is why we don't do this. What a waste of time. What are we doing? Okay, Saints at Washington. Saints are only two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is that a bit surprising to you? I mean, we couldn't just hit the one right next no, to him. No, like yeah, I mean, yeah. This fucking I mean? guy. Just a complete and utter buffoon. <laughs> what is what is you going guys, on? I could play you guys like a fiddle. It's so easy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So easy. Oh, yeah. So easy. I, I knew that was coming. Okay, yeah. What do you got here? Uh, to be honest, I forget because uh, <laughs> in Saints, Washington, um, I like the uh, Washington. Okay. I like the Saints here. Minus two and a half. All right, I like Taylor Heineke. Okay, that guy's watching film all the time. That guy's drinking a case of Bud Light all the time. Hell yeah. That guy's doing his thing, running around, winning for Old Dominion at five foot six. That uh-huh. motherfucker's a winner, dude. And he came on the show. I like Washington. All right, hey, speaking of things that we've been talking about throughout the show, Titans Jaguars are going to be playing. And what is the line here? If I could find it on the board, it's almost impossible four to figure out where we are. Four and a half Jags are home. Home dogs. Home dogs. Are you surprised it's not more, Diggs? Uh, four and a half is a lot at home. Yeah. Titans lost to the Jets last week. Um, Titans have 23 guys on their injury report right now. Uh, Julio. We don't know if Julio is Julio's, out. Julio's out. A.J. Brown is potentially in, I believe, correct? Brown's in. Julio's at. What do you got here, Pat? I know what I'm picking. I know where I'm going. What are you doing? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. For the serious listeners, can you tell us what you're doing? 
This is, uh, we're going. You know what I mean? We're going, we're going down guns a place. Yeah. Even whenever they're not wanted or anything like that. I'm taking the Jag. No, no, give me the fucking Titans. Dude. Yes. Oh, okay, good. I'm taking the Jags here at uh, plus four and a half, wow. right? I think they, they may get their first win of the year. Say 23 people. Julio's out. 23 people in the injury report for so the Titans. Connor said. Yep. You're going against your guy, Vrabes? I know. I'm not going against Vrabes. I, I don't ever want He's to do that. He's going for R. I don't want. I'm not going for anything. You I'm like just Urban more than Braves. I'm yeah. removing wow. all my emotions. I'm taking my emotions out of this. Hey, That's not what you do. Bunker mentality. When something that yeah. r- ridiculous happens, it might be something that actually, like, you know, calms the team down, brings the team together. Like, I think they I need a fast start. Though, that could happen. Don't you think they need a fast start? Because let's say they all of a sudden they look up and they're down fourteen nothing. You could have some people like, ah, we're we're out of here, man. They want to get home right then. Hey, that's down in Duval too, right? Yeah, yeah. down in Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 They'll be booing. There's going to be people in that pool, too, for her. Oh, know. yeah. Oh, boy. What does that mean? Wander, what do mean? His wandering eyes. How many times do you think he'll go for two on Sunday? I mean. Urban Meyer's coming out like this. <laughs> <laughs> for the second, third, fourth quarter. Yeah. Let's watch the game here. You know, he's doing that whole head down thing, and then uh-huh. he looks up, and he's seeing out of the side of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> you think if they're down? He pulls like a Paul Pierce and comes out for the second half, like on crutches or in a wheelchair. <laughs> for what? What would his ailment be? Just, just for sympathy. Just super <laughs> just horned a full up, cast. Yeah. fool probably. <laughs> just a fool. Yeah. I mean, he's got to just lean into it. He's gonna have to just go. Just, he has. He to. had that opportunity. He would love though, to be casted up because you're not allowed to wash your fingers when you have a cast on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you are. Probably. Zito, relax. I, mean, right. Zito I love a good cast joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's up? we got a couple games left? Yeah, you do. Yeah, Lions Vikings. Who knows where it is on this board? Um, yeah, it's third middle. Let's go. Oh, Z just says row one, column three. Very good description, Z. Thank you very much for telling me. <laughs> oh, that. good, we're done. Now where is it? okay? Man, the Lions are nine and a half point dogs at Minnesota. Oh, what do you man. think, Evie? Is that too much? <laughs> well, Jared Goff just won the NFL MVP, NFL PA MVP this week, so you got to hammer the Lions. What did he do to become that? He gave a bunch of uh, food donations to the people. Hey, good Detroit. for him. Yeah. Good for Jared Goff. Thank, Thank you, MJ. Thank you, Jared. A lot better than Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, he didn't open a pop up spaghetti true. shop. This is true. Who did that? Eminem. Marshall yeah. Mathers. Oh, you're right. I did hear it. We'll, we'll get more into that later. But okay. Your, your hey. second favorite musician from Detroit. <laughs> Who's my first? You know. Who. I, you know. Bob Richie. Bob, Bob, lives in, Bob lives in Nashville. What are you talking about? No, okay. he's from Detroit. We're not talking about Bob Richie. What are we doing here? This is a football show, right, Pat? I got the Lions plus nine and a half. Is that right? Oh. I'm taking the Lions. Evie, it might be their first win of the year. Yes. All right. Yeah. Give me the Vikings. Yeah. Oh. Good. What's our, We got one game left, Z. Is that right? Broncos. Oh, man. Broncos, Steelers, Diggs. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. I think Teddy's going to play. Really? Uh, there was a report earlier today that he passed the concussion protocol from an independent doctor. The team doctors need to clear him or whatever, so it seems like he's going to play. Yeah. If an independent doctor clears him, I would assume the team doctors most likely will clear him as well. Oh, man. It's only one point. Uh, who's the one-point favorite? Which team is the favorite? The oh, Steelers, Steelers open. As the, yeah, they're still the favorite. I'm a bit surprised that the Steelers are favorite. I guess because they're at home, they take a lot of that into account. But also, if the Steelers start out slow, won't they start booing that offense pretty quick? They might oh, yeah. get shut out. Oh, mama, I'm in fear from the life of the law. They got to get a win in Pittsburgh at some point. I mean, come on. Maybe. This feels like a – Who do you have? This feels like – Huh? I got Steelers plus one here on mine. Okay. I'm Steelers plus one now. Yeah. Okay. 
then it splits. I'm taking the Steelers. This feels like a big Ben Roethlisberger week. You know, everybody's saying how terrible he is. I just watched a video of him literally dive to the ground in the middle of a play while throwing <laughs> against the Cincinnati Bengals from earlier in the year. I have no idea. That was not a trip. That was not a turf monster. That was him diving to the ground. I think he's seeing shit now, potentially. I think this is a week that everybody thinks the Steelers stink, okay, including me a couple times I've said, like, what's going on? They stink. And for whatever reason, I just feel like they win this game somehow. Against, I just I don't know why. I have no clue why. I love the Broncos. I love the team. This just feels like for whatever reason, the Steelers will win this game somehow. I, I wanted to I wanted to go with you here, but when you think of the Broncos, I think of their defense, Von Miller, everything else. I like the Broncos here, so I will take them. Is that all the games, Z? Yep, we got them all. All right, that's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, interacting with us. We know there's a bunch of shit out there that you could be spending your time on. The fact that you choose to spend it with us, we are eternally grateful. Another good weekend of football coming up. We will see you guys on Overreaction Monday. Enjoy it. Have a good one. Cheers.